0: get ready for conflicts when movie reviews collide
1: Everybody, welcome back. It's another episode of Conflicts, the podcast. It's me, your host, Laura, joined today by my co-host, Dad Joke himself. Say, hey, Rich. Hey, Rich. <laughs> Always a classic. Today, we are covering the 2019 film, Brightburn. And do you know what Brightburn sounds like to me? To me, it sounds like, like a tutoring center or a daycare where the tagline is like, welcome to Brightburn, where we let your child burn bright. that's what I think of like I can see it on the side of a short bus
0: yeah yours was better than mine (laughs) so we'll go with that one
1: if I didn't know what this movie was about I would totally be like what is this movie about
0: (laughs) why did they put it backwards
1: backwards all right before we dive in there let's talk about what we've seen this week something always catches my eye in the entertainment industry and makes me go what this week the thing I'm tardy to the party on this one But apparently, Lethal Weapon 5 is going to be a thing. And I was like, what? Because you want to talk about too old for this shit. Murtaugh (laughs) has to be nearing 80. And you want to talk about how
0: the mighty have fallen. Mel Gibson's name does not mean what it used to in the 90s. You know, Mel Gibson is like Tom Cruise to me, where I I actually enjoy pretty much everything they've ever done film-wise um but as people they're
1: yeah it's too much mm, it's it's, it's a lot
0: i don't know i always have mixed emotions because
1: i just don't know what that story is going to be because apparently it's going to revolve around Riggs and murtaugh in 20 what 22 at this point probably
0: you know i it's a good example because um i'm going to throw one out there for mine and i think everybody knows this so it's not that big of a what but it kind of ties into this i'm going to do it but you know we got a new bill and ted coming so,
1: oh, I did not know that. You didn't know that?
0: No, it's like filming and everything. Like they're in the I middle of filming. I missed
1: that. Like, like original Bill and yeah, original no, it, Ted. It, it
0: is them. But now here's what's brilliant about them is they're just legit playing into, they're, they're, you know, they're playing into the, the skit at this point in time. Well, the, and
1: time travel has played a part in what they've done.
0: Well, the idea is that Bill and Ted are old now. You know, they're in their 50s. They've been married. They've got grown kids. And that thing they're supposed to do, that song they're supposed to write, hadn't happened yet. So they thought like that, like their future was set and they're all good and everything is happening. And then like and then life like, happens. Wait, that's and, not
1: how this went.
0: Yeah. And then they're here and like, it just hasn't happened yet. They've tried. And like, you know, there's marital strife because, you know, the guys are now in their 50s and the thing hasn't happened yet. And the kids are, you know, b- being grumpy kids. And, and then like somebody comes back and is like, no, you really got to do this quick or, you know, everything's in trouble now. That's the storyline. Like you know, Keanu Reeves is that's genius. That. Uh, yeah, so I mean, you know it's a really great example of how do you go into the future with these things. Now that they're you know they're older, the problem is with Lethal Weapon is like that was their original shtick.
1: Well, and they also <laughs> like they brought it home. Like like Lethal Weapon mm-hmm. Four was like supposed to be the big ending and now it's like everybody's supposed to be on board like they supposedly have danny glover they have mel gibson they have uh is it richard donner is that his name who did all of the original ones all they're waiting for is a script, and I'm like, really? You didn't want to get a script first? Yeah, I was gonna say, I,
0: th- I think you need to start with a script. There, that that that's that a rough one to. That seems to
1: be a good jumping off point.
0: I yeah, I don't, I don't know. And I was a fan of the Lethal Weapon series Me for the too. most part. I mean, I could, I could. Four, I
1: have issues with.
0: But... Yeah, I mean, you know, we could we could get into it, but for the most part, I, I was a fan. Well,
1: and there's plenty of parts that don't passed the test of time all that well but well, still yeah. they're the i
0: mean it's a guy movie.
1: quintessential buddy cop movie yeah
0: it really is i thought they did pretty well with uh, renee russo uh, when they brought her in yeah but it, it was a bit of a product of a time but for the most part i was a fan but yeah, i don't know where you go with that unless it's just a passing it off to the next generation kind of thing but... i just
1: feel like murtaugh is gonna come walking in with his six shooter and his walker to the station yeah,
0: well you know they did that with the recent shaft movie i don't know if you've seen that i did not uh, i don't you,
1: think anybody saw that movie oh no we
0: totally i watched hell of it and it was a great movie uh you know i thought it did a, a good job when sam jackson redid his and he was you know obviously the son of the original shaft and now they now there's the grandson that's the thing the grandson is there and then he has to go to his dad who he's kind of estranged from for for help and he doesn't want to but he does And then at one point in time, they go to the grandfather who was the original shaft from TV. So they then they all three do it. And that guy's old, but they pull it off well. I thought,
1: and I mean, I guess they have source material to work with because they ended up with a daughter and a grandson or a son and a granddaughter. I don't remember how it went, who had a boy and who had a girl, but they got something to work off of. And that was probably like nine. 1999 maybe 2000 so they'd be in their 20s
0: Yeah, I mean from a nostalgia standpoint I'll probably have to go watch that Uh, I'm
1: going to have to see it but it literally made me go
0: what and you know I mean Keanu Reeves how you know if you had said to me back in the day when he had done just like the movie parenthood and you know Bill and Ted if you're like this guy is not only going to be one of the biggest stars that ever lived but he's going to be universally loved because of how he treats people and how he acts I would have said nobody would have believed that y'all are crazy. But I mean, at this point in time, he basically is Neo. Like he is like humanity. He's Jesus a combo of
1: of of Neo and and the the meme of him sitting on a bench eating a sandwich alone.
0: You know, even to the the new thing you now where it just turns out he has a girlfriend, which you know, hey, good fine. for him. A little surprised that he didn't before had a lot of heartache. But she is uh, seems like a really cool person, and I know everybody's making an issue of the fact that she's willing to look like she's 50s i, I look at it and say well she's just willing to be who she is
1: good for her um, and she's
0: gorge yeah no she's she's very beautiful she's very classy in yeah, my opinion you can tell. um and you know you just look at everything this guy does and you're like this is just the nice i mean here's a guy that went and bought motorcycles for his stuntmen because he didn't feel like they were they were doing well if he went to bat for them on their paychecks uh you know he's he's actually he just... lives
1: in the same apartment he's lived in for 20 some odd years well, he
0: gives most of his money away. away yeah he leaves enough to live off of which you know granted is still probably millions but then he gives the rest of it away you know the the guy just and he'll he said it before but he just he doesn't need it he's like i don't need it so why why do it you know the john wick movies those were a passion project for his friend and he's like let's do it and, i did not know that no yeah because that guy was uh, uh also a stunt coordinator the guy that, mm-hmm. that directed them and, and wrote all those and I mean that movie never would have gotten made if if no, Reeves didn't without his say name. yeah if he didn't say I'll star in it and uh, I'll do everything else I have to get the and movie they made, made three of them yeah and they've been great and they're make you know they'll make another one uh it's it's a great take on the modern day kind of action you know that that male testosterone action movie uh because they just kind of strip everything out of it other than here's a dude here's the action scenes you know they they don't have to get bogged down into all the other crap so yeah. You know, they're they're solid movies, but yeah, who who saw that coming? I Nobody,
1: believe. and certainly not Keanu Reeves. He did not see that coming for himself.
0: Nope, but he's a great guy, so I look forward to actually both of those, but probably more Bill and Ted.
1: Speaking <laughs> of things I didn't see coming, the way this movie unfolded is something I didn't see coming, but uh, let's give a little bit of the details
0: here. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I, I, I had a clue. I won't say I saw it coming. I mean,
1: like, I saw the trailers, but I mean, like, more in-depth than that. Yeah, okay. But, But we'll digest later. Uh, So this was released May 24, 2019. Stars Elizabeth Banks, David Denman, and Jackson A. Dunn. That's the kid. I love that the little kid has his initial in there. Like, he's I'm Jackson A.
0: I'm going to say it's probably like a SAG thing where he had to or...
1: Well, I'm I'm pretty sure Jackson is the new Ashley of this millennium where you can't throw a rock without hitting six Jacksons. Oh, no, that's
0: probably true. So,
1: he's probably like there's 14 other Jackson Dunns, so I'm Jackson A Dunn.
0: Hey, can I interject a pointless yeah, anecdote? Yeah. Good. Okay, so my grandfather had a middle initial of H his entire life and it was a big family mystery of just what his middle name was.
1: Like like Homer J. Simpson.
0: Pretty much. Yeah. It, 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 it was a long time, and he would never say, and everybody was always weirded out like why he didn't say. They thought it was embarrassing. There are tons of theories as to what, what my grandfather's middle name was and why he was so weird about it. Uh, so before he passed, I managed to get him uh, to tell me a number of stories that he wouldn't tell before he was in World War II and saw some. Some pretty horrible stuff that they yeah. never really talked about. And but I know he was
1: passing on all the gold before he was gone.
0: It was kind of that. And that's yeah. the way I presented it is I really wanted to, to do that and and preserve that for, for future generations. Yeah. So he did. So one of the things I finally got him to answer, and I don't know that he meant to, but yeah, what about his middle middle name? And the truth is he didn't have a middle name. He had a middle initial. So when you uh Did he pick it? No, when you enlisted and you, if you didn't have a middle name, they assigned you an initial because you couldn't. Uh, Be without oh. a middle initial in the military, and they literally assigned him in alphabetical order. It's like the first person was, was a, a, B, C, B. and then they just cycle back around. So he was just H for that day, and his middle initial was and he H. Just and, it. and there's no middle name. And since people kept bothering about it, he just de- decided that he was going to refuse to say anything. And it grew into this mystery just because he refused to talk about it. Mostly just because he was annoyed with the fact that they had to assign him one
1: interesting that's so, so cool i didn't know that the military did that also that's super judgmental against the middle nameless there's nothing <laughs> wrong with being middle nameless people anywho this movie is directed by david Yarovesky, which i just included because i wanted to say Yaravesky.
0: it's a great name
1: it's a great name all right the synopsis that i brilliantly wrote In Brightburn, Kansas, Tori and Kyle Breyer are living a seemingly picturesque farm life with their adopted son, Brandon, but beneath the surface, they are harboring secrets about their child's origins. And as the boy nears puberty, powerful darkness begins to surface within him, leaving the couple in terror of what he might become capable of. Dun, dun, dun! It had to be done.
0: Yeah, you know, it had to be done, done, done.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It had to be done, done, done. Thank you. You're welcome. Before we go into our reviews. King of the dad jokes. (laughs) Did you know that this screenplay is written by Brian and Mark Gunn, brother and cousin, respectively, to James Gunn, director of Guardians of the Galaxy?
0: Uh, Actually, I did know that one. Um,
1: Yeah, because he was a producer on this film. mm -hmm, He was. And uh, also, the school featured in this movie is the same location used for Hawkins Middle School in Stranger Things Seasons 1 and 2.
0: Oh, no, that I did not. I, I did not read that. Part.
1: It was It's in somewhere in, just outside of Atlanta in Georgia, because that's where everything's filmed. That's supposed to be in the Midwest.
0: Isn't that where they found the empty mall for a season? Yep. Uh, yeah.
1: Starcourt Mall. Yeah. It's an actual closed-down mall in the Atlanta area.
0: Unfortunately, that's becoming more of a common thing these days. Yeah,
1: they, it's because they have tax credits. They're trying to get tax credits passed uh, in the state of Missouri, so things like Ozarks can film here, but people are hesitant for whatever stupid reason.
0: Uh, Cleveland is the same way. I have to go to Cleveland every year. And a lot of movies are filmed there. Mm-hmm. Um, the Avengers, um, I I was there. I've actually been there when a couple movies were being filmed. Uh, Captain That's America cool. uh, actually snuck onto the set of that. Ooh, um, solid. I would've yeah. done the same. Would've well, I mean, the they same. were filming like two blocks from my hotel it where, had to be done. I, where I was, and um, I didn't mean to. I was trying to get close to the set and I walked down an alley. And so, you know, the scene where Samuel L. Jackson is getting chased through and like yeah, his, yeah, yeah. his uh-huh. super fancy car is like integrity is 82%. And like they, they have the Ram thing they're trying to Ram into. So while that scene was being filmed, they were uh, cut in between scenes and Sam Jackson is over off the side, like talking to some local media folks and they're resetting the scene. And I literally walk into the middle of it up and down the side, from this alleyway, uh, just trying to. <laughs> And like, I'm standing in the scene taking pictures and they're like, they have a forklift moving one of the burnt cars over up right. the side. And they're literally rolling this tire uh, down the thing, And I'm just standing there taking pictures probably for five fucking minutes, okay? For like way longer than I should have been. There's and, so many people on a film set, nobody noticed. Yeah, like, so finally this guy, I, I don't know who he was, but he seemed very important and he had a radio and he comes over and he's standing right next to me and he's talking to the radio, shouting out orders and I'm taking pictures and he literally just finally, he turns over and he looks at me and uh, we're almost shoulder to shoulder. And, um, and he goes, are you supposed to be here? <laughs> You know, I just look I'm very honestly. I said, "No, I don't think so." And he just picks up, his you know, pulls up his radio, and goes, um, "Is there security over here on the alleyway by such and such street?" And he kind of stands there and looks at me, and I'm like, "Have a nice day," and just kind of walk back just down the walk alley. Walk back down your alley. <laughs> so you did what you did. Yeah, you know, I, but I, I did manage to get to a couple of movies uh i got to see the sets while they were they were filming but cleveland is the same way there's a tax thing mm-hmm. and
1: there used to be one in new orleans and a lot of things were filmed there but then louisiana dropped the tax thing and significantly less is filmed there now
0: i think cleveland takes anything they can get so <laughs> i
1: mean it's cleveland
0: yeah
1: uh the other thing that i found was deliberate similarities to superman are woven throughout the movie from the basic premise that the alien boy found by loving parents on a rural farm to the alliteration of Brandon Byers kind of mirroring Clark Kent, the blanket Brandon was found in becoming his cape. But the coolest image is when Brandon is holding up a vehicle over his head to destroy it, it echoes the cover of the comic that was the first appearance of the Man of Steel holding a vehicle over his head to save people.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what this is. This is what a Superman went evil, as yeah. opposed to turned into the Superman. And, you know, I've got some friends that would like, argue uh vehemently about what they've done wrong with superman and that's the fact that you know he's the boy scout he's the good guy right he's, the, he's you know there's it a makes purity. him uninteresting
1: because yeah. humanity is conflicted
0: right well and that's that's why you know the the modern some of the more recent iterations of superman are very disputed but, but this is the opposite this is okay what if he didn't have that wonderful family that instilled those morals into him and he basically went evil uh that's that's what this is and it, it's a very interesting concept Although, um, you know, personally, I I don't know that they quite nailed it. I really like the idea. Yeah. And I can't, I'm going to have a hard time picking the individual things that I disliked. But I think at the end of it, uh, there just wasn't quite as much oomph as I thought there would be overall. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to explain it better than that. Yeah. But, but I didn't dislike it.
1: What grade did you give it?
0: You know, I'm going to give this a, a solid C+. Okay. It's written a little above middle, a little above average, mostly because like I really did like a fair amount of things they did. And I have a hard time of picking out the things that I didn't like. Uh, I just expected exploring this concept of, you know, what if when Superman was young, his influence kind of pushed him the other way. And I just, it didn't turn out to be as interesting as I thought it would be uh, to begin with. This came out to be more of a, well, what if a teenage angsty kid had superpowers and then realized, "Hey, this is cool. I can do whatever I want."
1: Right. It's going to be a lot of conflict here. I gave this a C eh, I minus.
0: Mean, <laughs> were not too <laughs> far apart. There.
1: No, I, I really, no, I really did debate very strongly between D plus and C minus. I ultimately gave it a C- on the shoulders of Elizabeth Banks. But for me, this was such a cool premise to turn the story of Superman on its ear. And it started out so strong. For the whole first half of the movie, I was hooked. But then it totally dropped the ball for me. It went from the build-up to this super interesting psychological horror to finishing as like this cheap, jump-scare-riddled, unoriginal, unnecessary gore-fest there was no slow descent to psychopathy for Brandon. He's a slightly off boy, sees these glowing red lights from his spaceship, and boom, instantly turns into soulless sociopath. Where's the unraveling?
0: Yeah, They almost made it feel like there was something that instilled or compelled that, but then, but then they, they never actually established yeah, that.
1: Yeah, and the same for the parents. Dad went from loving father to shooting his son in the back of the head real quick.
0: No, he did. And that was one of the things, that's one of the few things I can point directly to at uh, that scene. And I felt like they yeah. just suddenly acted out of character. I'm like, I, I'm a parent. And like what you would have to do to, to shoot your own son in the back of the head, that is not something that's just going to be like, well, he's dangerous. got to kill him. You know, it, it's, it's...
1: He didn't even have any proof. I mean, he had a bloody T-shirt. The kid could have had a nosebleed. I mean, mom took a little longer, but still, I mean, was going to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And... It was just a disappointing movie all the way around. And I have to say, even though it's not actually DC, they still managed to drop the ball on a movie inspired by DC.
0: Well, maybe there's a, a curse along in that or something. But yeah, I mean, I think once again, we're not too far apart here. No. It just lacked something. It had some great ideas, some great buildup, and then it just didn't quite.
1: It, it li- It's like it got confused somewhere in the middle. And I kind of found myself wondering as I was watching it if it might not have been that the ball was dropped in the hands of the editors.
0: You know, it could be because there's so much that really was well done. You know, the just the way they filmed the movie, the way they presented a lot of the stuff. to Even the acting, I can't necessarily fault the acting Elizabeth itself. Elizabeth
1: Banks was superb in this and was a highlight for the whole movie for me. There was
0: just something missing in that transition. and Like you said, that descent into this uh, essentially villain version of Superman, yeah. they just didn't quite convince me. Mm-mm. And like I said, instead of it being deep and meaningful and profound, it was just like, well, like I said, this is just an angsty teenage boy. And with I, superpowers. I
1: think that they started it out trying to make it like, oh, look, it's exactly marrying Superman. Here's a loving family. They're on a farm in Kansas. Here's a loving mom, loving dad, perfect son. What would have been more interesting is, okay, he seemed slightly off in the movie. You could tell he's different from the other kids. But, like, make it a little more where they're just trying to put a veneer over it. They know there's something wrong with him, but they didn't do that. They didn't sell it. It just They didn't sell any part of the story all the way, and it was disjointed enough that I didn't buy any of it.
0: Well, I think they needed to make the parents... A little more crappy parents, honestly. Yeah. They, they presented them as being too nice, and then at the end, they're just willing to make this supposed hard decision, but I think they really needed to show them as being a little more dysfunctional, um, you know, a little more problematic, uh, you know, to the point where it causes him problems, where he feels like maybe they do love him, and then maybe they don't. Or maybe
1: mom loves him, and dad doesn't, or vice versa. Yeah.
0: There needed to be some tension there, and then there wasn't. They seemed like the normal, uh, oh, hey, they're great parents. And everything is fine. And that's why it seems so uncharacteristic for them. Yeah. You you needed to believe that these people could make bad decisions and maybe they weren't great parents. You know, you have to make them like really crappy parents, but you know, make them to where they make mistakes and they don't get it right. And they're doing some things wrong and it's having an impact as opposed to, I think I'm okay. with just suddenly killed my son, even though I'm a loving parent.
1: Yeah. I'm going to take him to the woods and shoot him in the head. I mean, even the build up to that, I was like, I see you loading your rifle. I know what you're going to do. There was no, there was nothing. Ugh. all right let's just dive right into the good the bad and the ugly for myself the good is the yondo cameo in the credits <laughs> michael <laughs> rooker was delightful it's just the you know tinfoil hat wearing youtuber going off i loved it
0: that was pretty solid yeah um you know i'm i'm, I'm gonna cheese my way out of this one I, Ooh, I gotta cheese, it. cheese it up The good bad and ugly just describe uh the three sections of this movie
1: oh well played sir well played
0: good the middle got bad and by the end it was ugly
1: okay for myself uh the bad is the gratuitous dead lady boobies on her flayed body near the end oh yeah those were completely unnecessary Mm -hmm. and gave nothing to the movie and made me a little mad
0: yeah and i mean you know she hot and all but i don't
1: I, don't, I, I mean like
0: I don't want to see that
1: <laughs> don't nobody want to see that and it was completely unnecessary and uh, for this one the ugly is more like the stupid because when Brandon is hovering over the house holding his dad's phone they cut to a shot of his hand only his hand is clearly the hand of a grown ass man and we're just <laughs> not supposed to notice no, yeah, just, and uh, I was like that is so stupid I'm like who is the grown man flying over the house
0: yeah you you can just yeah. they should have I'm like that the, that's a
1: 30-year-old's hand. I can see it. <laughs> Made me so mad. Like the rest of this movie.
0: Hey, uh, can I interject some useless trivia?
1: Oh, please do. I love useless um, trivia.
0: Elizabeth Banks, not only a phenomenal actress, but she has created her own board game.
1: I did not know that
0: did it before she was famous she created it for um bachelorette parties i believe she calls them hen parties Uh but the idea is this is a game that you play at those she made it for her friends and actually ended up getting it made and so you can good on
1: her yeah you
0: can actually find this game out there but elizabeth banks uh she's
1: also a very uh successful producer that she doesn't get enough credit for
0: she is i mean you get the whole pitch perfect thing that's all her her. yeah
1: also she's in slither and i love that movie
0: uh, you know, she's really fantastic. Uh, plus, like, she seemed to be just legitimately hilarious. Like, every interview I've ever seen her in, her interaction, she seems very funny.
1: I agree. Uh, this would be the natural time that I would segue to the female factor, but this time around, there isn't really much to say. Um, Elizabeth Banks was great, but uh, I tried to save those for stories where it's more relevant. So this time around, I'm going to spring something on you. We're going to do a fear factor. Dear NBC, please don't sue me um <laughs> but like how would we handle the fear in this movie and i'm gonna put us in that truck where uncle noah was that what he was called
0: was uh, in. yes no uncle Noah Noah McNichol.
1: or if you were tory at the end of this movie what would you have done you can be in the truck or you can be tory at the end of the movie what would you have done either scenario ready
0: go I'm going to go Tori at the end of the movie, even though that's totally me gender bending apparently, but it, I'm it, cool with either, it. either parent could have done this. It was just, she's at, she's at the point there. Right, right. Um, I, you know, honestly, she should have just went with it and been mom and just be like, Hey dad, that was his idea. Not mine. Right. <laughs> and
1: and like, just I, try to save her own skin.
0: Yeah. You know, well, yeah. First of all, try to save her own skin and see if there's any way that she can you use that to influence him. I mean cuz he's gone pretty deep but at that point in time like yeah I mean go for it do be be mom be like hey you you are super powerful and we always knew that but we didn't know when you're going to manifest so now that you are what do you want me to do
1: <laughs> That is much more smart That is much smarter I like that
0: And you know then see what you can do I mean cuz it's either die now or maybe die later.
1: Well, and there's the potential that you as a parent could have saved more lives mm-hmm. of like maybe staving him off from crashing an airplane later. Yep. And all of those people.
0: Exactly. Well, you, maybe you could have influenced and maybe giving him some straight up love would have mattered. Uh, you know, you don't know, but what else you got to try? Is either that or die? I mean.
1: Right. Mm-mm. For me, I would have chosen the car scene with the uncle. And I have to say, I wouldn't have gotten in the damn car. (laughs) He's at home. Like he has his keys right there. He just walked out the front door. First thing I'm going to do is not get into a car. Clearly it's an unreliable vehicle because it stops working halfway to wherever the hell he's heading. Also, he doesn't know that this, okay, he's a kid that pushed him. And yes, he pushed him really hard, harder than he should have been. He doesn't know the kid can fly. He doesn't know what the kid is capable of. Go back in the fucking house close the door and call his parents
0: yeah be like hey what's up
1: like your kids here freaking out he just pushed me Mm -hmm. the end noah's still alive and his jaw's still attached
0: well there were several times where people like reacted as though this kid had superpowers when they shouldn't have known it
1: exactly
0: like you should have been reacting like this was a kid
1: a kid that just happened to push you really hard and yeah i would have gotten away from the kid he just pushed me into my garage door and broke it. Not going to get in a car and drive away when I don't know where he is. He could be in the backseat of the car. Exactly. Have you never seen a horror movie?
0: Don't get me started on horror movies because uh, you, you say fear factor, but it's really hard for a movie to invoke any fear in me whatsoever. And this one certainly didn't either. But, you know, you, you give me some good uh, dramatic tension. Right. Uh, and and maybe, you know, we'll, we'll we'll really feel some emotion there. But as far as like horror movies, fear, whatever... Most horror movies, at the end of it, I'm rooting for the villain because everybody else is just so stupid. Everybody
1: else too stupid to be alive anymore.
0: Yep. That's pretty much where I am. I didn't quite get that far along in this one, uh, but at the same time, I'm like, this kid's just a little shit. He just happened to be a little shit with superpowers. Yeah. And, I mean, let's face it. If you were that age and realized that nobody could stop you from doing anything, what would you have done? Uh, I've probably done some pretty, <laughs> pretty horrible things. Yeah.
1: It would have been interesting.
0: Yeah, I'm just glad that didn't happen. I mean, I thought I was glad that there was no Facebook when I was that age.
1: Oh, can't even imagine 12-year-old me (laughs) on Facebook. Oh, I'm cringing even thinking about it.
0: People not knowing shit from back then is probably my best defense. (laughs) 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 Forgetfulness has served me well. All
1: right, this movie was a disappointment all the way around, so let's say we head for a palate cleanser, huh?
0: Okay, works All well. right,
1: let's go to the rec room where we make room for our recommendations. What do you have to recommend for me? What you watching, Rich? So uh, or reading, I suppose.
0: Well, you know, I, I, I'll give you a quick twofer, uh, but really, one of them is just an aside. Um, I did just finish uh, all my Tolkien novels.
1: Oh yeah,
0: yeah. I have a tradition where I reread uh, all my uh, all my Tolkien books. Uh, How many books every- is every- that every- total? Um, well, my particular what I count as the, the ones I reread, they're right because there's there, gray area, there's 11. Um, yeah, I mean, because that we were, is
1: impressive, sir.
0: Really, the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings and the Silmarillion were the only things that were just straight up written by, um, J.R. Tolkien. the Silmarillion is actually published posthumously, but he had pretty much written most of it. Christopher just finished up. Everything after that is Christopher Tolkien taking all of his father's writings and then publishing stuff. Okay, so you read like the whole universe. And pretty much anything uh, that Christopher did, I I go ahead and read uh, because he did a brilliant job following up on his father's work because he never really tried to interject himself other than uh, from a studious standpoint, he uh-huh. would explain, you know, this version of that version, and when his father th- wrote this, and when he wrote that. Uh, but he just pre- presented it all academically at that point in time, mm-hmm. as opposed to trying to rewrite or finish writing anything that his father did. That's uh, cool. But um, from an academic standpoint, it's very interesting to see different versions of what his father wrote. Um, how he d- presented different things, his thoughts, and and so on. So I really get into that but i reread that every year um it's kind of it, it's really a tradition for me uh, starting
1: the new year off right
0: yeah it really is because that's my origin that's m- uh, my beginning and everything uh, movie fiction uh you know books everything for me started with the hobbit that was my adventure down all of these roads so that is the beginning of me in my mm-hmm. opinion so it's kind of my way to go back and reconnect myself with the beginning so i don't forget those steps i've taken along the way um, you know, my wife recently asked me what I like about the story so much, and I've been telling her, explaining all of these different aspects and how it's really shaped my personality and philosophy in ways that most people, I could do a whole episode that would probably just astonish like you.
1: How, how it's shaped your personal philosophy. It really has. Yeah.
0: Um, but uh, so there's I,
1: worse ways to find a personal philosophy.
0: Uh, you know, and I, it, it, it's like I said, I could really do a deep dive on that at some point, but that's not, that's not the time. Um, so that's something I just finished reading, but I do that every year. If you hadn't read, uh, much Tolkien, you, you should. It really is. There is, uh, a lot to be gleaned from it. But as far as like my actual recommendation, what's something current? What's something new? Uh, what's something other? It's not done yet, so I hesitated bringing it up. But go ahead. Wow. Um, I'm gonna throw out uh, Outsider. It's, um,
1: Oh, the HBO series.
0: Yeah, so this was actually brought into... Uh, it's actually produced by Jason Bateman.
1: Oh, who, yeah, yeah. I who, didn't know he was a producer Yeah, he's he he in have, it.
0: Yeah, he does have a role in it, but he was one of the people brought about bringing the story... Uh, and it's based and on Stephen
1: King work it correct? is it's
0: a Stephen King uh, is this one a short story or a novel I, I,
1: most of them are based on short stories because um
0: they do refer to it as a novel and interestingly enough although i am a Stephen King fan i have not read this book yet interesting um i kind of took a break from Stephen King there for a while not for any particular reason other than i just wanted to go read some stuff ebbs and flows yeah. yeah um so i hadn't actually read this one when i started watching the series and i don't know how that would have influenced me either way uh, I haven't
1: and, watched or read any of this. So
0: um, well, it's not over yet. there There's still some episodes to uh, th- uh, to come out. So we're on what episode eight, I believe, just came out. It's probably no, a no, 10 or 12. No, episode seven just came out. Eight's mm-hmm. coming out this week, and then there's 10 all, all told. Yeah. So it's not quite done yet. Um, I've
1: heard really good things from a lot of sources, though.
0: No, I'm really enjoying it. Um, Jason Bateman is in it, but he's not in it a lot. Ben Mendelsohn is kind of the main character. Um, Love Ben Mendelsohn. Yeah, no, he's, he does a wonderful job in this. Uh, You know, some of the female cast is is really fantastic here. They 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 do a great job. And the way they're presenting this story, because, uh, you know, spoiler alert, Stephen King, there's a supernatural element. Cause Stephen um, King. Yeah, I mean, pretty much gave that away when we said Stephen King. Um, but the way they're approaching this is a little different than they have other um, Stephen King It seems variations. from
1: the trailers, like, whatever it is, it's not going to be as overt.
0: It isn't. Well, they're 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 getting there now, but, you know, the Ben Mendelsohn character, this is the, the like, he's the non-believer. Like, he's the guy that they can't convince. He's mm-hmm. like, no, I'm a cop. There's a reason. There's an explanation. It can't be this thing that some of you, this road you're going down. Um, but it's just really well acted, really well presented. I- I'm enjoying it, so yeah, give give that a give that a watch.
1: Cool. My thing is also not done yet, and I actually just started it. And I hesitated to include it because I've only seen the first couple of episodes. But I was really engrossed in the world in the first couple of episodes, uh, and that is Carnival Row on Prime Video. It is uh, Orlando Bloom and Cara Delavine, and it's this really interesting universe that melds old world. England Ireland Scotland feel with a supernatural world involving fairies and so on and so forth and uh, there's been a war between the two and they now coexist but the uh, the critches as they're called which I believe is short for creatures have become the scourge of the world and they're only permitted in certain places and they're only permitted permitted certain jobs. And it's very interesting. And I feel really drawn into the world so far. So I'm really anxious to see how it unfolds.
0: So my wife and I actually uh, binge watched this here. It's been quite a while ago. When did It's we watch
1: been it? out for a minute.
0: Yeah. Uh, it originally August, it was August, 2019. I don't remember exactly when we watched it, but we ended up with a, like a, Sunday free at some point. We didn't anything really do and We just clicked this on because uh, she's not like, she's the more grounded one of the two. Of us. Uh-huh. So like the high fantasy usually isn't kind of her, her shtick. Um, she usually likes, uh, you know, some of the more grounded shows. Uh, however, she is a fan of Orlando Bloom. Because he party? Yeah. That, that, that's one of the ones she likes. So uh, she was like, Hey, let's watch this. And so we actually binged it. And I got to admit, it was very interesting and intriguing and well put together. Um, the premise is different, I guess,
1: is the way Yeah, I found it really different as well.
0: I mean, it is and it isn't in many ways because they, they it's kind of a, a, a gish, I guess you could say, where they 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 mixed a lot of things together, but it's in a way that's not been done before. So it felt interesting. But yeah, it, it was it was a good watch. So I definitely recommend that.
1: I'm excited to to finish it and to watch more episodes and to see. I already checked and it has been renewed for season two. So it has,
0: and you know some of the other uh, acting in there. Uh, Alice uh, Alice Krieg is that you say her name? Yeah, yeah who's the Borg queen. Mm-hmm. Yes, she's in it. She's fantastic.
1: Uh, but Alaria Sand is in it as well, and her performance is really good. And it's so interesting to see her as a high society lady in her high collars and her long sleeves after uh, Game of Thrones and her her turn on that, but. I've really, I've really enjoyed it so far, and I look forward to finishing it up.
0: Yeah, I definitely recommend. I think it's just intriguing the universe they've created, so I'll be interested to see. I actually Googled to out. see if it
1: was based on a book because it felt so all-encompassing that I thought it might be based on a book that I wasn't aware of, and it actually wasn't. It was based on a failed uh, screenplay yeah. that never got picked up as a movie and eventually got turned into a TV show, so they did a really good job with it.
0: It, it it's compelling, so yeah, give that a watch. Well, those are some good things if you are looking for something to do this next weekend, uh, looking for a show to watch. Hopefully, those recommendations will serve you well. And uh, hopefully, you if you have if you haven't seen *Brightburn* yet, well, you well skip that whatever you wanted.
1: Watch, watch with caution. You've been warned. Yep. All right. Thanks. We'll we'll see you
0: next time. And we out.